Hi, come on in, grab a snack. Welcome to Bob and Joyce. We have a good program today and hope you leave with good ideas and by all means, a few good laughs. We want to support you doing bold work. Hi, come on in, grab a snack. I've always got a snack with me. Um, oftentimes when Bob and I get together to do this podcast, we have a good conversation ahead of time. And I, it's like, when do we start the actual podcast? It was the dilemma. Uh, unless you want to hear about our aches and pains and traumas and challenges. Um, and we were talking about following energy and in an organization or in your work or in life and how um, important it is because that's where the strength is. So we were trying to make ourselves uh, create a podcast to follow up on the seat. Uh, conversation about the new leadership. And then we thought, do we have to talk about women because it's women's month? And so we kept talking until we hit an energy point. <laughs> and Bob, do you wanna explain what it was or should I go on? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I'll try to kind of uh, describe it from my side. Um, yeah. It was ironic that we're talking about uh, following your energy. And then we had the, uh, the seas of, of leading, uh, article that you wrote that we did the last podcast on, and there was some energy to kind of close some loops there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, and then this whole notion of, uh, you know, looking at it being national woman's history month. And do we talk about, uh, the importance of, uh, feminine qualities in the workplace. And, you know, it was like, okay, stop. You know, yeah. here's your energy. This, this, is, this is where our energy is. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so and, yeah and I think one of the things uh, is we've talked together where we are really not adamant. We are clear for ourselves that we're not talking about men and women. We're talking about developed feminine qualities and developed male. And they've been developed for a, a reason. The men used to go out in the world and had to kind of um, be tough warriors and the women were the nurturers at home, making sure the race continued. Um, and how there is now a profound shift as we skip a generation of leadership for meaning that we're shifting from command and control and we were evolving, but now we've jumped due to COVID and the um, decentralized work and what works at work with a huge emphasis on the empathic. And we're talking right now about the intuitive where we said, where do we wanna go intuitively? Um, the natural wanting to bring together a, a group, all of the quote, feminine, qualities in order to balance and shift from being overly invested in command and control. And I want to go on record for saying there is a time for command and control, but workplaces are underdeveloped on the feminine. And so I'll add my last little lecture point. You have to exaggerate qualities when you're trying to bring them in to what's already been. 
to make that. And so uh, we have to exaggerate that to get it into the pot to create a new approach in, at work. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I, I'm not going to think that I can thread this quilt uh, in one comment. <laughs> what I was curious about, you just used uh, the expression command and control. Mm -hmm. Ironically, they're two C words. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and clearly masculine in nature. Uh, mm -hmm. So if I, if I think about the article that you brilliantly wrote uh, a couple of years ago, could be a book, certainly should be discussed on this podcast. If I look at those C words, they are so relationship-based mm -hmm. about creating connections. Mm -hmm. You know, creating- Oh, there's two Cs. Yeah, creating curiosity, which I know is one- Creating of connection. So, so what really, <laughs> what opened up for me is two things. Um, amongst several. The first is orientation. You know, as a leader, as a manager, I think there are a lot of different perspectives that people look at their job and their role, but two that are really predominant are the work, you know, what needs to get done, when does it need to get done by, what are the specs, and then the relationships. So the people that actually do the work. And if I think about the, the, the seas of leading, it is so not about the work and is so about uh, communication and creating the right messaging and getting uh, collaboration going. So, you know, so that's one, uh, you know, less orientation about the work uh, and the X's and O's of getting a job done and more about how you get it done through relationships and people. Um, yeah, I know there was a second one, but th that really kind of struck me. And I think that we need more of those feminine uh, characteristics that are in your article today and much fewer than the other two C words, command and control, just a point of view. Yeah, and, uh, and I have a couple of reactions if I can remember my second one, <laughs> I've already lost it. <laughs> ah, help, I should take notes. Um, I'm going to ask if you, my assumption is the work has to be done and has to be done at X date. We're yeah. not taking away the discipline or the demand of the work. So what you were saying at, in the workplace right now, whether that's spread out all over the universe or under one roof, is it's the feminine approach that's going to help to get that work done and build energy and commitment and oh another c word and all of that but the, the so i think people will mistake or in conversation i've had people mistake it that the work is going to get softer yeah or take longer you're right and i'm saying no yeah. not at all i just framed it up nicely in my thinking and let's right. see translates. You and I were talking a little bit earlier about uh, marketing and how to pitch an idea. Yeah. In many respects, you know, as a leader, you're pitching uh, a way of 
where this company wants to go and then how you want to get there. So if you think about our conversation around pitch, there's the what, which is what is the work that needs to get done? When does it get need to get done by? And it's like really filling in all the logistics and strategy. So there's the what, the why, why are we doing this? Why is it important? Uh, what's in it for you? Uh, and then there's the how. Mm-hmm. And if I think about masculine versus feminine characteristics, my opinion is in terms of the nurturing and getting people on board and building community, the why and the how are what I would say at the heart of the seas of leading and less the what. And I'm not saying what gets ignored, it's just an orientation. Did I just speak uh, like a foreign language that no one could understand? No, <laughs> no. I, what, what I was thinking of is that intuition, because we were talking earlier about um, how to follow energy, your own and the organization's. And I was thinking how many times my intuition gives me the energy to take action. And that that intuition is viewed as feminine, but I, I know the research shows that many men CEOs make their final decision based on intuition, but they don't acknowledge that. Ah. So sometimes I think a lot of men are compressed by thinking they have to appear command and control. Uh, and that's not always their leading uh, approach as much as we think. So that's just saying, uh, that's underlining men yeah. can have a very feminine approaches and vice versa. I just want to make sure as we talk, we're not attaching all of this to men and women. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I... I Matter of fact, I think it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, in the sense, I, I well, in the sense that I have seen a woman, either uh, intentional or um, uh, their their way of being, show up in a very uh, masculine yep. um, mo. And yep. I've seen the opposite. I've, I've seen leaders, uh, men, who literally, uh, it's not like they don't bring their masculine uh, traits, but they uh, arguably lead with much more of the feminine uh, traits. So to me, it isn't about male, female, man, woman, as much as it is about honoring your whole authentic self, which I don't think any human on this planet doesn't carry characteristics from both masculine and feminine. And I'm thinking when you said authentic, and we talk a lot about authentic leadership, how many women that we know in top leadership for a while had to, uh, they led with pretend masculine. And then they didn't ring as being authentic. So I would say authenticity is stronger than style. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm thinking how when I've 
worked with people who tend toward the masculine and others who tend toward the feminine, the real work is to find the authentic. Yeah, it's- And to stretch the ability to work across the continuum of masculine and feminine. And if it's not authentic, and I think that's what I kind of um, imagine in my Saturday Night Live skit of those who lead with only the masculine trying madly to be empathic. Yeah. Trying madly to be kind. <laughs> um, and it still has to ring true or it'll be scorned or laughed at or gossiped yeah. about. So get true first yeah. and then extend your reach of both to both the masculine and feminine as needed. But right now we have been starved for having more of the feminine in the workplace. It's funny that you say, you mind if I share a hack that will demonstrate what you're saying? Why is it about me? <laughs> no, it's about me. Oh, you, no, own your hack. you own Go your hack, I own mine. What, what, I'll, I'll never forget this. I, um, uh, I was part of an, uh, a leadership team uh, and one of our um, signature uh, demands was this notion of taking a stand. You know, mm -hmm. so it's like you take your your uh, stake and you put it in the ground and you literally look around the room and you challenge people to try to move it. So it's mm -hmm. and and I was given feedback uh, that you know Bob, I'm I'm a you're you're a little bit um, slow to get your stand, and even when you put it out, uh, it feels like it's not too deep. Mm. Okay, okay. And I, I know, I know that if I look at my conflict style, my conflict style uh, is not the best or the strongest. I'm a collaborator, which is good, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I'm also an accommodator, which mm -hmm. is not good. Yeah. So that's, if I'm really honest with this group in the world, that's my conflict style, my preference. So I came into a meeting where I wanted us to go in one direction around our healthcare uh, protocol in terms of compliance. Mm -hmm. And there was huge resistance in the room. So I came in without a feminine characteristic and <laughs> I had my gladiator mask on and shield on. And I went in and I screamed at the top of my lungs and I pounded my fist on the table. And people were like, just looking at me. Like I had 11 people looking at me <laughs> and they're all, and, and finally one person said, so Bob, this, this isn't, this is so much, not you what's going on over there. Oh my gosh. And what, what uh, was it you? Uh, it really wasn't mm. meaning that um, I don't like to be bullied. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes command and control, particularly when conflict is high, is bullying. Mm -hmm. and That's a great point. It yeah, feels like it. Yeah, it does. So I, I came into that room to bully 11 people to make a, a decision that was important to me. But it's, it wasn't my way. And afterwards, my boss, quite uh, uh, in, a, in a way that was really kind, he just said, you know, I, I totally get what you were trying to do, Bob, but it's got to be you. Um, and, uh, uh, and it really struck me because if I look at the first 10 years of my career, where my role models, uh, the company's expectations, 
people in the store that I was in, Joyce, it was totally command and control. I know, and it was bullying, and it was mean. And you know, that's right. There was a price to pay. Maybe and you know, those that were being mean <laughs> had bit me. Had had. Well, how do I word it? Had also been meaned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, this isn't a this isn't a conversation about therefore um, feminine traits and therefore women are the true. Um, you know, uh, no. sex to, to hold the mantle of leadership. Um, I think it's men and women aside, and you said it a second ago, it's about bringing your whole authentic self, the good, the bad, the ugly. And with more um, ability in your basket of skills. And if you've grown up with the bullying model, <laughs> command and control, um, it's, it's hard to add more, let's say, behaviors. And that's what we're talking about, at least in business. Okay, so I'm, I, I don't know the answer to this, no. um, but I'm going to ask you and, and kind of put you on the spot. Oh, shoot. So okay. if you look at uh, the universe of leaders and you think of uh, the tendency to bully, mm -hmm. And you had to break it down the uh, ratio of men to women. Do you have a sense of, you know, so if you look at bullying characteristics on the part of leaders worldwide, what, what do you think the breakdown would be? What do I think what? The ratio, you know. Uh, I think that the, the, top leaders I've worked with, the women were very comfortable with masculine. Mm -hmm. As they gained more power, they learned to let go of some of that. So I can't really say that ratio because I am thinking of men who would have liked to have lead more with the feminine, but felt they couldn't. Yeah. So if I look at the innate tendency or what they grew up with, uh, I saw both men and women shifting to the feminine because it's become permissible. It's become effective. It's become needed. Yeah. It's balancing a history of command and control. Yeah. So I didn't know what your answer was going to be. Me but, either. <laughs> but I, I think that that really just makes the point uh, yeah. about this not being um, male, female, men, woman, uh, as much as it, it, it is about recognizing and appreciating uh, all the characteristics, both feminine and male. And that the, it is the time for the feminine to become. Um, legitimized. Yep. And isn't that, I mean, you wrote it, isn't that the heart of our last podcast, the C's yes. of leading? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot about being rather than doing. Oh, without a doubt. And or doing through being with, I think we should end while we're clear. Yeah. Well, I think we're close. So <laughs> what, what strikes me, this is one that I think is really introspective, this conversation today mm -hmm. about I mean, everyone that's listening is a leader in some 
uh, way. And I think the takeaway is, is to be a little bit reflective of what is your tendency? How are you showing up? Because, you know, uh, there's a great quote, um, what you do every day is much more important than what you do once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so what, what is the one thing that you could begin to, to flex uh, of that understated uh, quality that you have um, in the workplace? Nice. Woof. Yeah, thus endeth. I'm glad you podcast. Got, I'm glad you got that off your chest. Anything else you want to share? <laughs> no. Hey, we want to hear from you. Uh, go to our Facebook page. We're not sure if it should be uh, grab a snack, come in, welcome, or whether it should be uh, 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 grab a snack, welcome, or grab a snack, yeah. come <laughs> in, welcome. How did we get to this conversation? Over and out. Thank you for joining us on the Bob and Joyce podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and picked up an idea or two to go forward and do great work. For more information, please visit us at bobandjoyce.com. If you like today's podcast, please click subscribe. And even better, give us a quick review on Apple Podcasts. It supports us and helps others to find the show. If you'd like more ODHR content, please follow us on Facebook by searching for Bob and Joyce Podcast. Until the next time, be well and be safe.